From ThatShelf.com, this is Black Hole Films. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. What's a black hole film, you ask? Well, you know those films you always meant to get around to watching, but you never did for whatever reason? Well, that's what they are. And this podcast is all about embracing them and checking those films off our lists and talking about them and whatever else happens to come up. I'm Canadian filmmaker Jeremy Lalonde, and I will be your host. You can follow me on Twitter at LalondeJeremy, or check out my website, JeremyLalonde.com, for more information on me and my projects. If you like the show, please subscribe to it, rate, review it, and leave a comment on whatever platform it is you're listening. It really does make a difference in helping to get more ears tuning in. And if you like this show, check out the others on the ThatShelf.com family of podcasts. And without further delay, let's get into this week's film. This is episode 108, and today I'm joined by Dane Clark, who is a writer-director who has worked on shows like Mr. D. He's also directed many things with his partner, Lindsay Stewart. Uh, a great indie film a couple years back called I Put a Hit on You that you can find on iTunes and other various places, as well as a web series called The Commute. And we're going to sit down and watch a film together. So we're sitting down to watch Trading Places. I almost forgot. Yeah, so... <laughs> It's like, what are we watching? Uh, I'm Jeremy. I have not seen this film. I am Dane. I have also not seen this film. And I think when I was little, I always got... When I was little. Uh, and this is an <laughs> R movie. I don't, I'm not, I don't even know what the rating of this movie is. Uh, I always got this confused with Brewster's Millions. Oh, I haven't seen that. Uh, and I think that's just because it's like that similar 80s kind of casting trope where it's like black comedian, white comedian. Right. <laughs> uh, so there's my, you know... Faint racism coming into play. Nice. My small town racism. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, that one is uh, Richard Pryor and um, Gene Wilder. Oh, of course. It's one yeah, of their, yeah, yeah. their team ups. And this is, do you know, so what, do, I don't want to get into spoiler stuff. So right. what do you and don't you know about Trading Places? I know that Dan Aykroyd's in it. Okay. And Eddie Murphy. Yep. And I'm assuming that they trade places. Yeah. That's, that's about it. I, I know that. Uh, it's directed by John Landis. Yeah. Uh, and it's kind of like a modern, well, modern for now 30 years old or right. 40 years old, almost, I guess, uh, retelling of the Prince and the Pauper. Oh. Uh, and I also know, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. Okay. Sweet. Oh yeah. I ran and I was telling somebody that I was going to watch it and they said, Jamie Lee Curtis is so hot in it. There's, I was like, okay. Yeah. One, one, I think one of the famous scenes involves her, uh, in a sexual way. Oh God. So. I apologize if you're. We get need to bring an adult in here. We might need to bring an adult in here and, and press pause. Yeah. Uh, if if the DVD skips at that point, right. it's not. I promise, I still have never seen it. Okay. <laughs> you ever get that when you used to run videotapes? Yeah. And there'd be like a sex scene in a movie, and it would just you'd know a sex scene was coming up because the tape would be stretched yeah, yeah. or it would just, <laughs> it would just like go wider or something. Right. There's something wrong with the VHS tape from the video store. Uh, those I, were the days. I distinctly remember that. And I think I knew as a kid, I was like, oh, there's a sex scene coming. Right. <laughs> that is, I didn't ever notice that. That is. That's my special talent. That is. I have I, that. Man, we're watching this on VHS, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> so, so we'll be able to tell today. You'll know when the sex scene's <laughs> yeah. coming in this one. Uh, so what What else? So what, and so John Landis, I'm trying to remember his other stuff. Well, I kind of looked him up. And the, like, the thing that he's most, or the thing that I was most impressed with is the thriller video. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he did Animal House and Blues Brothers. and um, Animal House was another one of your black holes, too, right? Yeah. 
Animal House is one, not to give anything away. That is a movie that does not hold up well. Right. Yeah, I can't imagine it's it's uh fits in with the it it gets a little rapey. Yeah, that yeah, I would imagine. But that. and by a little rapey, I mean there's literally a rape scene oh, in the movie God. that's played for chuckles. Great. Yeah. That's hilarious. It's one of those ones where when I rewatched it, uh I kind of went, "Yep, I don't ever need to see this movie again." Right. I uh all the parts <laughs> All the parts. Oh, he did Three Amigos and Spies right. Like Us. Yeah. All the things. The Thriller video. What a weird... I know. And he did this right around the same time he did Training Places. The, th- uh, the Thriller video. Yeah. Blues Brothers, Animal House. Yeah, because I read about... I read the... Um, what was the book? It was the um, the guy, the National Lampoon guy. Uh, they did a movie on him recently with Will oh, Forte. Oh, yeah. I still haven't seen that. Uh, the Netflix one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Harold Ramis and who are the other writers? Uh, Douglas Doug Kenny, right? Who of Mad TV fame uh, had a, has a great book that is t- the name of which is escaping me. So you can Google it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was also a great book that came out last summer on the making behind the scenes of Caddyshack. Oh, nice! Which is a really fascinating read. It was just basically how it's like none of them knew what the hell they were doing, right? And they were just given money, and it that was... makes sense. Have you watched that, lately? Caddyshack? Yeah. yeah, we did it for the podcast last summer. Okay, I think. Yeah, and it's just like, have you seen it? Yeah, I watched it recently. It didn't hold up. It's a weird movie. Like, there's yeah. no protagonist. No, there's not much structure. No, it's what you can do when you're watching that movie is smell the cocaine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But is it true? I feel like I read something that like they added the groundhog after. Yeah, yeah. I think they. I think it wasn't a complete addition, but I think they added a lot right, more. Right, right, right. I think it was one of those uh, things that it was working well in test screenings, and they said right. when, they, when they did some reshoots, they yeah. added a lot more to that, and it became the the groundhog movie, right? Or the, whatever the gopher, yeah, whatever, gopher. whatever, whatever the hell what that thing is. is, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the golf course, yeah. And they also didn't tell the. Uh, the country club, they'd be blowing up part of the greens. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah, because that's so expensive to shoot on. Yeah. And, and especially it, to probably assume you're not allowed to ruin it. Yeah. Yeah. One would think. And, yeah. I, th- and I think they just went, well, we'll do an insurance claim. Right. Or it was part of the budget. They, 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 right. they were going to repair it, but I think, <laughs> you know, not telling. I mean, how would you get a country club to sign off on that? Yeah, you never not would. A chance. No. So much easier to beg forgiveness. Yeah. And just save it to the last day of the shoot. Yeah. Because they're kicking you the fuck yeah, out really. the next day. And I guess they made all their money back, so... They did okay. They could build a whole new course if they wanted to. They did okay, but yeah. I feel like they shot Caddyshack 2 at a different golf course. Right. <laughs> I feel like that's the thing. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, what else? Anything else before we just dive into this bad boy? Um, no, I mean, I love not, like... I love not knowing a lot. Yeah. What's your, f- it. What's your favorite... Uh, Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy movie. Can you can you think of any off the top of your head? I can't even. I'm not a big Dan Aykroyd fan. No, you don't like him, or Which you just why? yeah. Oh like, no! Oh no! No, no, I don't. It's not that I don't. <laughs> no, no, it's not yeah, that yeah. I don't like him. But I haven't been like. He's like one of my least favorite, like of that group of guys, white comedians in the '70s and '80s or whatever. He hasn't ever really like. I haven't been. Like, wow, Dan Aykroyd's amazing. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's one single performance where I just go, yeah. Dan Aykroyd just steals that movie. Yeah. Sorry, Dan. I'm like, I've had his vodka. His skull, and? skull vodka. It was okay. <laughs> yeah. But that was, I enjoyed that more. I don't even have, like, 
it's not even a hate for Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, it's just I just haven't like. Well, to, and, to, and to be fair to him, I think he you know was one of those guys that there's probably a reason why he never became like one of the Bill Murray types. For sure, you know he was always just kind of the like the best friend, kind of more of like he's a character actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, and probably. And probably enjoyed writing and producing and that kind of stuff sure. a bit more, and so didn't really. I, I, he strikes me as one of those people that didn't necessarily focus on the acting. Yeah, and could have had a slightly different career if he wanted to. Yeah, that makes sense. What's your favorite Eddie Murphy movie? Uh, off the top of my head, um, oh, what's it called? Uh, it's the one with Steve Martin, where Steve Martin's like a bad filmmaker. Bowfinger. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Off the top of my head, I'm thinking Bowfinger. Yeah. But that's probably if I you know looked at a list, I don't think yeah. that would be it. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, what's the li- like? What it like? Beverly Hills Cop. Obviously, Beverly Hills Cop is great. Like, those were great, and then he did like the All the Nutty Professor things, and then he started putting on like a whole bunch of yeah, and then every he, character in all the movies. Yeah, then he just got into that. Yeah. let's wear a bunch of suits. But like, like I know, like Delirious, but that's stand up. Yeah, right. Which is great. That's great. But I don't know what. Was I he really for- should have really should have done more research before I came. That's okay. <laughs> No, it's okay. We can go in cold. We can, we yeah, can yeah, do yeah. some research after. Who is Eddie Murphy? I don't know. I think <laughs> he is uh, related to Michael Murphy. Okay. From the Altman films. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. Different mothers. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. Let's just shut up and watch this thing. All right. <laughs> let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. All right. We just finished. We did it. And... We did it. Oh, did you not like it? No, actually, it was better than I thought it would be. Like, it's so weird. It was a movie that, like, I'm watching it and, like, I can't... I didn't want to make fun of it. it. Like, it was one of those ones, like, I couldn't get lost in the story, even though it was ridiculous. Yeah. And, you know, clearly heightened. Like, they're not trying for it to be, like believable yeah i'm, I'm assuming yeah, it's a maybe, comedy it's like it was no it's like tropey 80s comedy yeah 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 like the setup doesn't make any sense no it's two old rich white dudes just amusing themselves yeah they yeah they have this bet but which, which you get the illusion they've done in the past before yeah but nobody's ever known about it before. like you would think that like they make it they set it this is too inside baseball um but it's too like <laughs> You know, when they out him, Dan Aykroyd, like in the big, um, in that big fancy room. Yeah. It seems like the first time, like, anybody's ever seen this happen before. Or gotten in trouble. But they're also, make it seem like they've done, done this bad a thousand done times. Must, maybe, but maybe it's a different group of people from a different part of their lives. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. That's just, it's like, part of it, they, the, the, the lengths they go to are fucked. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're doing stuff that's going to be on his record forever. Yeah. 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 They, yeah, they put, you know, PCP on him. That doesn't go away. No. The only the only saving grace is that the people he's surrounded with in his life are all fucking terrible human beings. Yeah. Like, all of the other, like, country club kids... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. ...are just like, yeah, you're better off without those assholes. Yeah. So, yeah. that's the only thing that makes it okay. Yeah. Yeah, and then he moves on very quickly... But I thought, you know, like at the, I thought there would have been like a little bit more motive from the rich dudes to like screw Dan Aykroyd over. Yeah, like but he was an asshole. Like, yeah, but there's like, we love old Winthorpe. Yeah, we're just and curious like, to see what will happen. Wait, 
what if yeah we switch these two like, you almost want to see in like a, in a remake I'd want to push it further and have yeah and have be you know Winthorpe be just a giant rich spoiled asshole yeah and have Eddie Murphy's character actually be like crack addicted yeah just really really push them yeah. so far to the extremes yeah. and then yeah. play within that yeah because they didn't really right like Eddie Murphy really like grasps on to the character really like he gets the stock market like that well he's like, a good person from the get go yeah yeah and he didn't really yeah he was yeah they set him up like you know he's pretending that he's deaf blind war veteran that's scamming people for money and then they bring him into this, and he's automatically he's super great at it. Yeah, there are as arcs. good as Dan Aykroyd, who went to a million years of school. We for yeah, it. assume have some, has had some training. Totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's just like, I got it. There's only four stocks that these guys have. What was it like pork belly? Pork belly. That's the big one. <laughs> they orange were, juice. And orange juice was the one at the end. Silver. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And you're like all, all food and then a giant plate of gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, we have this. I thought it was chocolate for a second. They were like cocoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there were some really um, nutty things in there. Yeah, I mean, would you th- where, where did you land on it? I, I, you know, I think if you don't, uh, if if you kind of take aside all of the things that really don't hold up, yeah. Which, you know, we've got uh, blatant nudity for no reason. Yeah, we've got. Uh, you know, uh, blackface yeah, at black, one point. That was in there. Uh, just a, a whole lot of cultural appropriation yeah, in the, the third act. A lot of N-words. A lot of n Well, just the one, I think. Probably, sure, probably sure. to keep it to a certain rating. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but plenty of racial uh, um, humor? Yeah. I think is yeah. the right word. Yeah. Uh, the word faggot was in there a lot. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> No, no one in that movie liked gay people. No, but then Paul Gleason gets raped by the monkey. Oh yeah, he gets raped. Yeah, by a gorilla. But he deserved that. So that's okay. Yeah, he was a bad dude. Yeah, I guess he got what he had coming to him. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he was just being paid a lot of money to do his job. Yeah, he was, but part of he was part of insider trading, though. True. He was, and then he also helped to set up Ackroyd. At the beginning, too, by making sure that he marked that giant fucking mark on that bill. Yeah. Like, how do you steal three $50 bills that had that giant red X on them? A giant red X. Yeah. And not go, I wonder if there's something with these bills. Yeah. (laughs) And he got fired for stealing $150. Yeah. Too, and all of these people are millionaires, billionaires. I think it would have been, like, something really horrifying that he did. To get fired. Well, they, they bring him after they, they then they plant the drugs on him and they right. they say something about embezzlement at the company. Right. But that's like an aftermath. Like the first thing you're right. The first yeah. thing he has booked on is stealing 150 bucks. Yeah. From his buddies, which you know inflation calculated into is maybe a thousand bucks now. Sure. You know, which yeah. still for these people. Yeah. Pennies. Pennies. Yeah. They're all. He's got. He has butler. They have butlers. Yeah, the, but, the butler is the only consistently decent character throughout. Coleman. He, he, yeah, he's a good actor. Good guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Eddie Murphy's just such a star. Yeah. I think he's going places. <laughs> Charming for that. for a while, then he's going to dip. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then he'll have some kind of resurgence. It'll be good for him. Well, I miss him, though. Like, you know, like, there are those people that just 
pop or like just have it. Yeah, just have charisma for days. Yeah. And it's charming. Just like that moment when all the the officers pull their guns on him. He just smiles. Yeah. He just has that fucking great smile. That's his voice. He just has those great, like, throwaways, too. And what was that look into the camera? <laughs> that, the breaking of the fourth wall. What was yeah. the jo- they were joking around about. It was a racial comment, for sure, that yeah. he was like, are you fucking <laughs> shitting me? And part of me wants to believe that was not scripted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just something he did in the day. Yeah. He's like... What the fuck is this script? Yeah, they just <laughs> kept it. Yeah, it was some. It was some derogatory. It was around the bacon. Yeah, it was in that trading thing. It was. I can't remember the specifics yeah, yeah. of it, but it was one of those items. Yeah, they made a comment about how familiar he must be with it. Yeah, <laughs> and that that was the thing that was too much for Eddie Murphy. Yeah, <laughs> everything. Not the blackface. Okay no, no, no. That was fine. That was totally fine. Yeah. <laughs> the. Uh, Oh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, I really don't like gratuitous nudity. Yeah, especially, I mean, I guess you can wave the... And this is the... Because Jimmy Lee Curtis did all the horror movies. And I remember the Mm -hmm. the quote from Scream that she didn't show her tits till she went legit. Right. And this was the movie (laughs) where she first showed her breasts in. Right. And that was one of the big things about this movie was that Jimmy Lee Curtis was bearing all... It was weird. It was just so unnecessary. And I remember at the beginning, like... I, I said that a friend told me that there was a sex scene in it. There was no sex scene in it. Like, with her. Yeah, it was just those two, two scenes. She literally just takes her shirt off twice for no good reason that advances the plot. Or, like, it's unnecessary. The right? first time like, you could maybe hand wave and go, oh, she's trying to mess with him and show that she's uh, above worried about her sexuality right. and showing off that this is not free. If you want it, you have to pay for it. Right. I can see that. The second time when she just doesn't crawls into bed when he's sick. Yeah, yeah. Like, that feels like... Yeah. You know, and then after the scene... Maybe that made his temperature go down, though. I guess. Is that? He found that it real thing? nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like she, she going to bed with her giant blink earrings on and yeah. full makeup. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, and but it was the skin on skin contact that made his temperature go down. Yeah. Overnight. Body heat. But yeah, yeah. And then you've got the the beat with all of the, the women that Eddie Murphy invites over to his house. Yeah. They're yeah, just they randomly just take off. taking off all their shirts. Yeah. Because they're prostitutes? I don't know. You didn't get a whole lot of backstory. No. They were just at the bar, the local bar that he used to hang out yeah. and didn't pay his. The one bills. guy seemed like the trope pimp. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And then I like the two the two ruffians that were in jail. The one guy that just said yeah, yeah, he was great. Yeah, he was good. Yeah, yeah. We also get cameos from Frank Oz as yeah. a well, police I wouldn't have sergeant. Recognized. And the Breakfast Club guy, what's his name? Gleason. Paul Gleason. Paul Gleason. Yeah, he plays Beak sort of the the guy who was later in the later in the movie is raped by a, a gorilla right. as his comeuppance. Yeah, yeah. They he. He, they don't even trade places. I was really disappointed. I thought they were setting up because they put so much effort into this Belushi cameo. Yeah. With the gorilla. Yeah. That I was expecting the gorillas to trade places. Yeah. They, they didn't do that. No, they're just going to be transported. Where are they going? Back to Africa. Back to Africa. So I was really expecting there. an AIDS joke in there. Yeah. But I guess this is pre-AIDS? What year was it? I, wanna, I feel like it's eight, I want to say 83, okay. but I can look that up. I'll go to the internet. Early. Uh, what else, Dane? Dan Aykroyd. You know what the thing is? It's like he 
He's still 83. Nailed it. 83. Nice. He's still fine, but he's a lot like he reminded. It's this doesn't even make sense, but felt like he was channeling French Stewart. Oh, even though French Stewart was doing the thing after him, but he did a lot of like this. It's like that bad SNL impersonation of French Stewart that Jimmy Fallon used to do. Yeah, is what Dan Aykroyd felt like he was doing, like. When he was in jail. Maybe that's what French drunk. Stewart has modeled his entire career on. It must on. be. I mean, it's worked. Yeah. Aykroyd's best scenes are when, are when he's the drunken, fucked up Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just grunting. <laughs> yeah. I want that. Um, that is my Halloween costume. It's pretty good. Yeah. You need that fish, though. You need the fish. I was so hoping he was going to pull that and fish. The white, and the white boots. Those boots are amazing. Yeah. <laughs> You were hoping he was going to pull the fish? Yeah, I was really happy when he pulled the fish oh, out yeah, of the yeah, bush. Yeah. And, so, and then was picking the hair out of it? Yeah, that was disgusting. I was really hoping that would come back. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> it meant that he had to... That that fish just stayed in place the whole time, first of all. Oh, yeah. Uh, but that he had to put it down his shirt twice. Yeah. Yeah, it worked. It looks like... Yeah. The fish is gross on its own. Let alone with Santa Claus... Beard hair. Yeah. Mix in with it. Nasty. Nasty. Uh, yeah, so that whole... I mean, I like what happens in the third act. I like the whole, like, they make them poor. Yeah. And uh, and they end up, I assume, getting most of their money. Yeah. Because you get the sense that the old guys are selling... What is it? Randolph Mortimer? Yeah. Uh, are selling everything they own. Yeah. And they're Betting buying... it all on fresh OJ. Yeah, I can't pretend to understand... The point to which they were buying and selling, but yeah. it seemed like they were doing real good. <laughs> I was going to ask you, I'm like, do you understand what's happening with this stock business right now? Or like how there's any order to what's happening there? I understand like how do they sell actually, high, like, buy low. Totally. But, uh, well, they were buying it all at the end of the day. Yeah. They bought it back. When it when it dropped, and those guys, like the rich guys, bought it when it was high, and then started selling it. Selling it. it yeah. Then, so I assume they got. They lost three hundred ninety four million dollars. Yeah, that'll happen on orange juice on one day. Happens to me. It's a bad day. So many times. That's called a yeah. bad Monday morning. Yeah. <laughs> well, then Tuesday rolls around. Tuesday rolls around. And you just yeah. you're, you pull out your next three hundred ninety five million yeah. and just you roll the dice again. Good to go. Yeah, yeah, it's the same thing every day. Those guys had to have had a spare three hundred ninety five million dollars lying around somewhere. Yeah, just in that house. Probably not in a in a bank account that's on North America. I'd assume. No, no, but yeah, they're fine. Because let's be clear, even our heroes at the end of the movie, they still get rich off of insider trading. Right. Like, yeah. They use the information they got from Beaks. Yeah. To do what they're doing. Yeah. But there will never be any investigation because they've just. They're gone and clear, and they have a sailboat, and they're on an island. Yeah, and, and nobody and will ever. No one's ever going to find beaks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's just it. You would assume that the old guys who are now pissed off would say, "Hey, look, they did this to us because they were insider." Yeah. They would. I mean, those two guys would turn on beaks in a heartbeat. Yeah. You would think. I assume there's a lot of people that investigate these kind of things. Like insider trading. Yeah. But I'm not going to poke holes in the story. Oh, no? Yeah. <laughs> not this one? No. It's pretty airtight. <laughs> <laughs> and it had a happy ending, which is always enjoyable. Yeah. What, uh, 
What movies of like this era do you really love? This era. Because this is a very specific, like, type of, of films that came yeah. in, like, the 80s, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I wouldn't have... See, I missed this. You were the same age, I assume. I was born in 81. Yeah, same. Yeah, so we were two when this movie came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which makes sense why we kind of missed it. <laughs> right. Like, even when this movie came out on home video, we were probably six or seven. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my parents did not show me this one. No. No. So we would it wouldn't have made the rounds in my house either. Yeah. And I think Brewster's Millions is a little bit later. But it's a very similar. Have you seen Brewster's Millions? No. So it's the same kind of thing. It's like two old white dudes right. playing a trick on... It's mostly... No, you know, Gene Wilder is not in that movie. It's just Richard Pryor. Um, but it's what Richard Pryor plays... Uh, like just a regular schmo. Mm-hmm. And they try to... And What is it? He is the only heir... To this super rich guy. Okay. And they basically make him an offer where it's either he has... I can't remember how much money it is. He either just walk away like right now with a million dollars. Yeah. Uh, or he has 30 days to spend... I can't remember how much it is. It's a lot. It's like mm-hmm. either 30 or 300 million. It's okay. a ton. He's got to spend all this money but not own anything at the end of the time. So it's basically, and he can't give it away. He's got all these rules, he's right, right, right. and he can't tell anyone about it. Okay. Um, and but it's about them just trying to screw him out of his. And if he didn't do that, right. then he gets that three hundred million or something. Oh, okay. He gets his like the full inheritance. Huh. So it's a very similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at least that one in that in that story, they, their motive isn't like them just having a pissing contest over a dollar. Right. Like in that in that story, <laughs> at least. Um, they they stand to benefit if he can't make good on it. Right, right. They're, they're going to profit off of right. his failure. Where in this one, it's just like there's no stake. Like, the, yeah, for, there's no. Sta- they're not treating them like real people, like those those millionaires, whatever their names are. No, or, yeah, whatever. Like they're not. They're caricatures. No, but it's also bizarre in that it's like there's no real stakes for them. Yeah, whether this experiment fails or not sure because it just costs them a dollar either way yeah like the only way they get in trouble is if they get caught yeah which you've got to imagine is a high probability yeah but it's also like nuts again like Dan Aykroyd has been doing this job for a really long time you think that he provides some benefit to the company yeah you know he just that morning money, made a ton of stuff. money on pork bellies. Yeah, yeah. But, like, he's doing... Pay- I don't know why he's doing payroll. But he's doing... Like, he's doing a lot of things that would probably take a while to learn in a, in a job. And... They're Apparently like, not. No. Eddie Murphy, he picks up payroll. Yeah, you sit a guy down with five plates. Yeah. He's yeah. on it. Yeah. He's like, I know how to do payroll. Yeah. This isn't <laughs> breakfast. Don't eat it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. He 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 gloms onto that real quick. He just says, "Do you guys have bookies?" He's like, "See, he gets it." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Racism. Yeah. That was not because of racism. Yeah. Uh, I like Green Book. I'm not ashamed to admit it. Green. I liked Green Book a lot. Cool. I thought I saw Green Book at TIFF, and yeah, it was my easily my favorite Fairly Brothers movie. Yeah. <laughs> even even with Dumb and Dumber. Oh, Dumb and Dumber is pretty great. Yeah. But. uh... <laughs> No, it was just a nice, like, it was just a nice, uh, it's kind of like the way Adam McKay has done the shift. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, you kind of think of like what Peter, is Peter Farley's Farley Farley uh, career going to continue to shift, or is this like a one-off? Yeah, and see what uh, where this goes. I thought Green Book was really great. Yeah, I love. And it. I haven't really looked at all the criticisms. Right. That I'm sure there's just a ton of oh. historical inaccuracies. Sure. But I yeah. liked it. Yeah. I li- yeah, I loved it. It was one of my favorites this year. And, and Vigo, it's like, gives one of his best performances ever. Yeah. You know, I always think of that guy as kind of dry, you know, milk toast. Yeah. And, yeah. And just the, the the character that's just oozing out of that guy. Yeah. is like, oh, he's one of the most underrated comic actors. That's, yeah. Of this year. Yeah. For sure. He was nominated, right? Yeah. Yeah, as he yeah. should be. He was they great. They both are. Yeah, Herschel is nominated as well. He'll win for sure. Yeah, they both are. Yeah. What a great, yeah, I thought that movie was just top notch. Super fun. Yeah. Yeah, that was, yeah, of the Oscar ones, that's, I think that's my favorite one. Yeah. This year. I liked The Star Was Born, too. I really liked it, and I watched all four of them in a row. Oh, nice. I haven't yeah. done that yet. It's, uh, they're, they're hit and miss. Yeah. What's your favorite of those? The the Judy Garland one and yeah. the new one are kind of like neck okay. and neck. Yeah, I heard the uh, Judy Garland one's really good. Yeah, the original one and the Streisand one, not, yeah. gr- not great. Right. The original one's good. It's not bad. Yeah. But the, uh, the oh, Judy so Garland good. It's one. It's original, then Judy Garland. There's one that was made in like the 30s. Oh, okay. And then there was the Judy Garland one. Right. And that was the one that introduced the musical element. Gotcha. And then the Barbara Streisand one turned it from like uh, actors into musicians. Yeah. And then this one is kind of like... A, it's, they've kind of taken... It's interesting when you watch them all in a row because there's all these tropes right. that they all follow. And yeah. there's like, there's always this moment and this moment and this moment. Yeah. And so it's interesting to see. And they all deal with them very differently. Right. Like, spoiler, if you haven't seen A Star is Born, I'm going to get into spoiler territory here. <laughs> uh, like, they all have a moment where there's like an award ceremony. Right. And he does something embarrassing. Mm. Um, but it's always treated differently. And it's very... Um, it's interesting how they do it. It's very. It speaks very well of the time, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and you get a real sense of like gender politics of the era in each of the movies. Right. Um, you know, each movie ends with him dying, mm-hmm. uh, usually it's suicide. Right. Uh, no, it's always suicide, mm-hmm. and, but it's always a slightly different reasoning and uh, motivation. It's fascinating. Yeah. That's why I'd say everyone that was. All, the, all like the the comments I saw on social media was like, well, what did they kill me then? It's like it's because they have. Right. Like, you clearly have never watched any other movies. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. that's just part of the package. Right. You go in knowing that he is going to die. Right. If you've watched any of the other versions of this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like so, you can't still tell a biblical story with Jesus living. Yeah. It just has to happen. Yeah. This is the equivalent. Yeah, unless you're Bible, Tarantino like doing Inglorious Bastards, yeah. and then you're like, ah, we can kill him. Kill them all. Yeah. Yeah, we can <laughs> we can change history, because that's fun. Uh, yeah, I really like Star is Born, too. Yeah. I, I find it really utterly charming. Yeah. And I can't remember the other things off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah, the other movies. Yeah, I don't even know. There's tons. Yeah. Uh, favorite 80s movies. Yeah, I mean, my childhood movies were always like Goonies and, and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, I love Stand By Me. And, Ugh, Stand By Me is great. So good. And um, I think uh, Say Anything. Was that yeah. late 80s or did that hit 90s? Nope. That's, ooh. It's, I think it's 88, but. It's very late. Yeah. It's late 80s for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I love that shit. Um, 
Yeah, those two always come up. And then I go into 90s. And then you shift to the 90s. Then you shift to the 90s. Well, that's when I think we were really starting. And, it was, and that was... And it, it's interesting because I think we had that, that time growing up where the early 90s is really the boon of indie film, right? Like you've yeah. got Kevin Smith is coming yeah. into his own. Tarantino's coming up. Yeah. up and it's like that's like the golden age of cinema for us. Mm-hmm. I think in the way that you know the late sixties and seventies were for the generation before us. Yeah, for sure. Or like the European influences coming in. Yeah, the production code is lifting. Yeah, you know, Easy Rider. Yeah, all the counterculture things are happening. Yeah, uh, and then a decade later, for us, like after the nineties wrapped up, like we had that that great year in like. 99 where it's like you get you know what do you get you get like fight club yeah and is that american beauty is that that year or no fight club american beauty yeah. what else is that year the titanic. matrix <laughs> i think titanic is 97 <laughs> but yeah, it's like right. you just get like, like a, it was a, well, i remember that year just being like holy shit yeah what a, an amazing year yeah, of interesting yeah. filmmaking yeah and then it hasn't been a downside since then but it's just it feels like and it could just be me being an old man now and and going when I was right. Okay, but I I think I think of like the golden age of cinema for my lifetime of new stuff coming out when mm-hmm. I was alive of being like that period in the nineties. Not that there isn't still great stuff being made now. For sure. Do you find because you know more about movies and have made them and like understand? structure and like you're writing all of these things that you're do you think some of that is responsible for not enjoying not not that you're not enjoying movies but like you're harder on movies now now yeah yeah or I are wonder. you not enjoying them as much i definitely know way more about making movies yeah since that time for sure for sure uh i don't know that's a good question i mean i think that's always i find that when I'm watching a great movie that mm-hmm. I just disappear inside of, for sure, that's this, that's how I know if a movie's good for me. Yeah, is because I I stop thinking about the craft. Yeah, and I stop thinking about anything, and I'm just really in it. Yeah, uh, but I find you know the moment I start going, oh, this is gonna happen, that's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't mean I hate the movie, no. but if I start analyzing it as a filmmaker at any point as yeah. I'm watching it. I just go, I just know that it's, it's falling more in the middle for me in terms of, totally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and how about you? Same. As soon as I start like thinking about plot or like trying to figure out where we are in the actual screenplay, I just be like, oh yeah, there's the midpoint. And yeah. I'm just like, ah oh, man, it's disappointing. But yeah, if the movie's great and like, obviously there's still really talented people making movies, then like. I can get lost in it. Yeah. And just go along for the whole ride. And then after after you're like, where was this point? What was the Yeah. Because it just all flows so well. Yeah. And then and then you rewatch it to try to study it again and you get lost again. Yeah, yeah, Those yeah. are the best ones <laughs> oh, totally. where you where you just can't your brain almost won't let you yeah. deconstruct it. Yeah. You just get sucked into the charm. Yeah, bad movies are easy to deconstruct. Yeah. Uh, and you, and you you get benefits. I find I I watch everything because I find you learn a lot from bad movies. Oh, for sure. Equally too, you go. Oh, I shouldn't do this. Yeah. You know, or I am doing this, and I hate this right. in other people's movies, and I should probably <laughs> stop doing that. Yeah. Just like, how do I stop doing this? <laughs> yeah. I just like like this. I just kept on thinking while watching Trading Places that it's like, wow. At one point, 
they were just really having third act problems. Right. And it was like, hey, Belushi wants to do something <laughs> in the movie. It's like, what could we, how can we get him in? It's like, I don't know, what if they're all in like a costume party for New Year's? Yes. And there's a gorilla. It's like, what do we do with the gorilla then? It's like, I don't know. What if there's like another gorilla on, on the train? There's a gorilla on the train? Is that even allowed? I'm just picturing... Yeah. The workshopping right. that got them into this moment that everyone went, yeah! Yeah. That's a great idea. We'll sign off on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, and Belushi also wants to grab a woman's breast from behind. Yeah, he's just going to reach without, over. Yeah. And she's totally going to be okay with it. Yeah. So, can we do that? And like, yeah, sure. It's, it's the 80s. And should we ask her if she feels comfortable yeah. with that? It's like, yeah! I don't think we have to. It's No, it's the 80s. It's It's great. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's also, it, but that's just, it's like, it, it's also this age of like gratuitous nudity. Yeah. No one questioned it. No. For a beat. Yeah. Uh, it'd be interesting. I wonder, it's got to be somewhere online now if uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's feelings on her nudity in this movie. And what, I'm sure it was in the script. Probably. But it's also the kind of thing now I know. You know, having done many movies with sex scenes, mm-hmm. that it's like, that's the first conversation. It's like, do we need to do this? Sure, right. That all the actors want to have. is like, is any, like, nothing, you can't go by with anything gratuitous. Yeah. At all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's also fair. I also think that it's like, it's interesting in that the 80s has this time period where, you know, we were making the joke about the worn out parts of the of the VHS tape. Yeah. But it's also like that was an era where, you know, teenage boys in particular, I'm going to put them into a group, yeah. <laughs> uh, don't have access, readily access to pornography oh, for sure. or nudity. So it's like this is the kind of thing where they're like, it's tantalizing for them. Yeah. And yeah, they're probably selling more tapes than, because oh, sure. the word got out. It was like, oh, you know the girl from Halloween? Yeah. It's like she shows her breasts in this. And I'm sure yeah. that did not hurt their ticket sales once word of mouth about that got out. Oh, 100%. You know, where now I just look at it that it's like, you know, because I've had the question asked for me. I've made two sex comedies where, you know, people, there's not a ton of nudity in them. And yeah, my, yeah. my argument was always that it's like, well, they're comedies, first of all. Yeah. And if you just want to see people naked fucking, that's really easy to do on the internet. How do you do that? How do I say that? No, how do you find people doing that on the internet? Oh, you just type in people fucking. Okay. <laughs> Anywhere. <laughs> I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, you okay. just you just type it in. Okay. Anywhere. Ask Jeeves. Okay, I'll see. Can you show me people? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, ask Jeeves is still around, right? All right. Yeah, I think I'll ask Jeeves later. Yeah. It's, there's got to be some good GeoCity web pages, though. Yeah. Trust me, as the as the parent of a of a nine year old, it's way too easy to find stuff on the internet, oh. no matter what age you are. Right. Uh, because uh, the internet's a dangerous, scary place. That do you have to do you have to put like. Do you put parental locks on your internet? Or yeah, they don't mean anything. Right. <laughs> they kind of do. Right. But also, it's like, like, and, like, it's not that hard to get around those things. Sure. And, you know, my son is not an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's not hard for him to figure stuff out, yeah. right? He probably just asks Jeeves how to get around it. Yeah, no, he's Jeeves, just like, he's Jeeves just... tells cl- him. Yeah, he's just clever. He can... Yeah. <laughs> like, the thing is, like, you can put a parental lock... On like whatever buzzword you want, yeah. But it's like you don't think to put a parental lock on the word parental lock because then they just Google how to turn parental locks off, right? (laughs) (laughs) 
And the little bugger figures out our passwords. Right. You know? And I can't remember that many passwords. I can't change them all the time. That's true. I'm not one of those people. Yeah. <laughs> I have like three passwords I rotate. <laughs> I'm sure someone's going to steal my identity because I just revealed that. Do it. I just started using LastPass. It's like a password... Um, Generator? No, it like... It holds all your... Pa- it saves all your passwords from all the different sites and encourages you to have a different one for each one. Yeah. And so, like, when you log on to a site, it's like you only have to put in your key password. So you just need to remember one password. Right. And that's what you plug in to this little LastPass thing. And then it remembers all of your really specific, hard-to-remember passwords that you should use for different sites. But in theory, can't someone just hack into LastPass and just... Totally. Have your entire... Yeah. I kind of feel like that is just going to happen if it's going to happen anyway. Yeah. And I think there's enough insurance protocols in place that... I mean, I've had my, my credit card and my debit card both be uh, cloned. Oh, really? I, well, just because I used a machine. I think one time right. on Queen Street, Queen West, I was at a subway. Yeah. I bought lunch there, and then the next day I got a call from the bank saying, Hey, we uh, froze your car. Like They knew who were away. Right. It was an employee at the subway who had... Oh, wow. Put the camera a certain way and had like a, a reader on the machine. So crazy, you know they figured it out really quick. Yeah, yeah. And just bl- blocked my account. They're like, he got like you know a couple hundred bucks out of the account. We uh-huh. refunded it. You huh. have to come and get new cards. And that was, it was, so it was a minor inconvenience. Yeah, but I got it back. Wow. And then someone same thing with a credit card. They charged a couple things to my account. Right. And uh, and I and I, they didn't call me, but I caught it. Mm-hmm. Called the credit card company and like within a day I had the refund oh, nice. and they sent me new cards. Hmm. So I, just, I kind of feel I'm like oh I feel like yeah generally speaking for most of these middle ground issues there's protocols in place to protect sure us yeah and you're gonna stick with your three passwords yeah, yeah. I'm, I f- well <laughs> I feel good about it nice. <laughs> <laughs> although I'm gonna check with the last pass thing yeah I, f- I like that as well. <laughs> But you're right. Somebody can just guess that password and then they have all the passwords. Yeah. I just feel like if someone wants to target you, they're going to. Sure. Not to say that it's like, I'm just going to roll over and accept anyone, yeah. any con artist that comes my way, but it's also, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. I don't know. If somebody it's, really wants to, they can, they can do it. Yeah. I'm not smart enough to stop people who are literally just doing this all day long. No. Except for, I know not to. You know, I, I know how to avoid, like, the really easy internet scams. Like, sure. the email things you get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I always thought that it's like, you get those ones from, like, iTunes. Right. Right? Where it's like, and you look at, the, and I always thought that it's like, how stupid are these people? Because you get these emails that it's like, oh, here's your, uh, here's your receipt from iTunes. Yeah. And, and so I never got anything from iTunes in the last two days. Right. And I look at it, and it's like, a movie rental that's $62.89. I'm like, this makes zero sense. Right. And it's like, why did, how did you get all of the... The graphics perfect, yeah, and all these things that looks like a real bill, yeah. But you screwed up that number, right? And then someone explained to me, it's like they want you to know the numbers wrong, mm. so you just put it to a phishing scam, and then you flag it because anyone that's smart enough to look at that and yeah. go, "That's not real," yeah, they don't want you, right? They want the people that just automatically freak out and yeah. think they're being scammed to click on all the links, right? You know, that's actually they they, they build mistakes in and 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 spelling mistakes and grammar mistakes right. into those things on purpose right. to weed out people that... Anybody that's going to think it. Yeah, because they right. want 
They want the dumbest yeah, yeah, yeah. 1% of people yeah. who are just gullible about everything. Yeah. You know, the, the poor little old grandmothers and grandfathers. Yeah. Or the, the poor people that don't, you know, English is not their first language. Right. And they're just, you know, scared of being taken advantage of. Yeah. You know, even like my mother-in-law, who is a super smart person. Yeah. You know, got a phone call from her, quote, bank or from something, Mm -hmm. you know, that convinced her to give over something. Hmm. And then she texted us. She's like, oh, did you guys know about this going thing going on? We're like, what are you talking about? And then so I call her right away. It's like, what happened? She's like, this is like, okay, you need to call your actual (laughs) bank right now because the person who called you is not a real bank. (laughs) I guarantee you someone just scammed you a little bit. And if you call them right now, you'll probably be fine. Right. And she was. It was was a a scammer, but it's like, Jesus, fuck. You know, and she's smart. Yeah. You know, she's a savvy woman. But yeah, there's smart people that can get duped on this stuff. Which the is world nice. is a dishonest place. Gosh. Yeah. How disappointing. Because this, this is a con artist movie, but it's not really. Yeah. They kind of play a con at the end. Yeah, or they just get revenge. But yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's a con by switching out the real. OJ results or like the inside trading information that they were paying for. I really love that it's orange juice. Yeah. <laughs> that it's like the, it's these really simple like everyday yeah. stocks. Yeah. But that, that's the, that's the most grounded realistic thing in the entire movie. That's true. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so much fun. Uh, what else? I wonder if this isn't I remember there's if this isn't like the only time Dan Aykroyd has has first billing mm. in a movie, and I remembered uh, while I was watching it, there's another movie. Yeah, because he would never have it above Eddie Murphy after that. No, but even even like when you look at the credits in IMDb now, Eddie Murphy's first, right? Rightfully so. Yeah, for sure. But it's like I'm trying to think of like the movies that I remember. Well, Blues Brothers, right. The Ghostbusters, obviously. But what was the movie that I always... There's a movie called Armed and Dangerous. I think he was in that. Do you remember that movie? No. I think it was him and John Candy. Uh, oh, no, Eugene... Oh, maybe it was... No, it was, Eugene Levy is in it for sure. Mm-hmm. i got to scroll back and try to find it. My, uh... My 80s film going is... Oh, Sneakers! That might be oh. my favorite Dan Aykroyd movie. I haven't seen that. And My Girl, he was great in My Girl. Oh, yeah, 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 he was great in My Girl. Nothing, oh my God. Well, we can talk about Nothing But Trouble for hours. Do you see Nothing But Trouble? No, I can't. Oh my God. So I can't talk about it for hours. <laughs> my stepbrother's an alien. I liked him in that a lot. Oh, The Great Outdoors. He's great in that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I'm just going through. I take back what I said earlier. I feel real bad. Yeah, Spies, like- Spies like Us I haven't seen. As soon as you said My Girl, I was back in it. Ackroyd. Yeah. We're, I don't think he is an Armed and Dangerous. I'm remembering that wrong. I think it's Eugene Levy and John Candy. Okay. But, uh... Oh, yeah. He's got lots of great movies. Yeah. What was I talking about? Yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry, Dan. Sorry, Mr. You had a great Ackroyd. career. You were doing just fine. Yeah, The Great Outdoors is, is fantastic. And uh, you haven't seen Nothing But Trouble. Holy shit. No. So he actually directed that movie. Really? As well as writing and, and starring in it. Okay. Uh, and he plays several characters. Huh. Uh, Is it a comedy? It's, yeah, well, that's what they listed it as. Okay. 
<laughs> this this will not be the first time I think uh, nothing but trouble has gotten talked smacked about oh, on okay. this. I think uh, Aaron Abrams and I ripped it apart, <laughs> or or Ennis Osmer, I can't remember one, one of those guys. We yeah. uh, we went to town on nothing but trouble. It is fascinating. Wow, I remember that was a movie that I saw when I was whenever it came out. Uh, it was on one of my my uncle's pirated VHSs that he always made. Oh yeah. I remember just watching it going, this movie's either terrible or brilliant. Right. <laughs> I can't decide what, because it's just basically about four people that run a, a stop light, stop yeah. sign, do like a rolling stop, uh-huh. get arrested for it to this small rinky-dink fucking court that's inside of a house. Okay. But then they're basically, it's kind of, they're basically tortured inside of it, but in a weird way, because it's a comedy. Mm. So it's kind of like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but as a comedy. Okay. But they're not like bodily. It's fucking weird. Sounds strange. And and Dan Aykroyd plays a couple parts, but his main part he plays the judge that's like ninety years old and his nose looks like a dick, and that's okay. one of the running gags. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's that's it's fun. a weird. And uh, I want to say is it Run DMC that's in the movie? <laughs> plays himself. Nice. Or or someone of that of that ilk. In that time, yeah. it's a weird movie. That sounds. I, I highly recommend you checking it out. There, yeah, I think I have to now. That one's a good one just to sit back and have a drink. Yeah, and know that you're about to watch a spectacular train wreck. Right, where someone was at the height of their powers and could get whatever they wanted greenlit. Man, that's that and must then be so great. And then never again. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think they went. Oh, okay. This is what happens when you just hand over the reins and, and don't. Approved scripts or whatnot. Yeah. But someone did. Someone approved that script. And that's phenomenal, too. God. Nothing but trouble, people. Watch it. Let me know what you think. Just get famous and make whatever you want. Yeah. I want to meet the person who legitimately loves Nothing But Trouble. Oh, yeah. And just goes, no, it's a great movie. They exist, too. Yeah. What's your favorite movie that other people generally don't like? Do you have one of those? Oh, people generally don't like. Or like just a guilty pleasure movie that you know isn't necessarily a great movie, but it has some kind of sentimental um, enjoyment quality for you. Uh, I mean, I love The Wedding Singer. Yeah, that's, but that's not a bad movie that's at all. That's not a bad movie. That's a bad movie. That's a great question. What's yours? Ah, fuck. I, I, as I was saying that, I was trying to... I've got tons, I think. Yeah. Probably... Uh, Oh, uh, like Return to Oz. Okay, was one of my favorite movies as a kid. Yeah, uh, and I don't, and I, and I kind of haven't gone back to revisit it because I'm terrified that it'll just be not great at all. Right, because I watch that movie every weekend. Yeah, to the point where the video store down my in my town gave me the VHS. Right, because they're like, first of all, you pay way too much money. Yeah, and second of all, no one's renting this. <laughs> It's it's now yours. <laughs> yeah, there's some that I just wish I that I left alone. Like I rewatched um, Flight of the Navigator recently. Do you remember that movie? Oh yeah, I love that movie. Same as a kid, I watched it again. It's not. I made up my own song for that movie. Oh, do you it wasn't. No, I'm not going to sing. Oh, I do, but I'm not going to sing it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember. Um, well, I remember. I I have a distinct memory of that movie. Yeah. My mom, me and my mom were going on like a date together. Yeah. To Limebridge Mall in Hamilton, <laughs> and we were in Sears, and and I was of course like thinking if we're not we don't leave now we're gonna miss the movie. Mm-hmm. It was like an hour until the movie started, and I was just running around the department store singing this song I had made up about a movie I'd never seen. 
And I love that fucking movie. Yeah. And I think part of my love for the Beach Boys comes from that movie. Oh, yeah, for sure. That I Get Around? Yeah. But you haven't rewatched it. I, I actually rewatched it a couple of years ago with the kids. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. it came on Netflix. Yeah. Or something. Or no, you know what? It was when um, Queen, one of the Queen videos shut down. Oh, okay. And they were selling off all of their DVDs. Right. And I got it for a buck. Oh, nice. And it's one of those ones where I'm like, oh, I love this movie as a kid. Yeah. It's a buck. If it's terrible, it's still only a buck. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so movies like that now, I judge based on how my kids respond oh, to nice. it. Oh, nice. What do they think of it? They enjoyed it. Nice. And they're harsh critics. Right. Like, I think they, they, they enjoy the cheese factor. Yeah. And they kind of roll their eyes at it, but there's yeah. some there's some joy they get out of it too. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago, we watched Ernest Goes to Camp. Oh God, how's that? Uh, or they, sorry, how, what did your what did your kids think? I guess they the thought it was one? okay, but, yeah. they, but they're also the first to go, "This is racist. Right. Like this is not okay." <laughs> like the way they're saying, "Just Indian left, right, and center." Like right. that's not the word. It's like, yeah, see, you get it. Yeah. But they go, "Ha! Ah, it was the eighties." Right. <laughs> they kind of understand <laughs> the window of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's fun to revisit those movies. I don't think I could legitimately just sit down and watch them myself. No. Yeah. So it's a good excuse having kids to... Yeah, it's better to see it through that lens. Because, yeah, I watch it again and then just like, yeah, the... Yeah, Flay the Navigator, like, the structure's super weird. It's like, it's still charming and there's still some really nice moments in Sarah Jessica Parker's... I was going to say, I forgot that she was super in it. Super great. When yeah, I wanted yeah, to yeah. watch it. <laughs> and the Pee Wee Herman is the, uh, the robot voice or whatever. Is Paul Rubens the voice the whole time? Because yeah. he does like a, a Pee Wee Herman's impersonation, but I didn't realize yeah. it was him the whole time. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, there's a lot of things that are like really good and still remember about it, but then I watch it with a more of a critical understanding of it. And it could have been so much more. Someone. They were supposed to be remaking it. Yeah. Who was it? Was it Lon? Elon Mustai was telling me. I think he was almost involved with it. Oh, probably. I know it was Colin Trevorrow. Is that his name? Yeah. The guy did Safety Not Guaranteed in was gonna Jurassic do it? Park. Yeah, he was attached to do it for a while, but then um, then last I heard it. And then he rewatched he the original and was yeah. like, I can't <laughs> like, top this. Yeah. I have nothing to it's add too good. to this world. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great... I love the concept, the idea of like a kid just... You know, tripping in the woods. Oh, yeah. And then suddenly he's, you know, 10 years in the future. Yeah. And doesn't remember the alien probe. Yeah. With right? Me. We know that it that they molested him. Yeah. He, oh, he still feels it. He doesn't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> the whole movie is just like gl- glossing over that fact. That yeah. They, they did things to his body. Yeah. That he'll never recover from. And that kid, he was looking him up. It's like he didn't really work much afterwards. And he, he had a lot of like legal troubles. Huh. I think he got into, I don't remember the details, but I Wikipedia'd him. And yeah, he got arrested for a bunch of shit. And then somebody's making a documentary about him. About him? Yeah. And just about how he went from like, he was an up and coming star. Like he was the lead of that. And I think he was the lead of some other like Disney movie. And then kind of. I want to say it's like White Fang or something like yeah, that. Yeah, probably. Wasn't that Ethan Hawke? Oh yeah, he was in that. Yeah. Or the the boys of Natty Gang, or something like that. Know. Movie, something like that. Yeah, I remember there was a couple of movies that I'd rent over and over again as a kid, and I have their trailers of the other movies that were on that oh, tape yeah, memorized. Yeah. <laughs> but there's some movies that I'd never seen. I think one was like something: the Gang of Natty Gang or the Boys of Natty Gang. Right. 
I don't remember anything else about it that trailer. It's like I remember like the '80s trailer guy's voice saying the title of the movie, like distinctly. The timber of his voice is stuck there somewhere. It's a good title. Something of, I think it's the Boys of Natty Gang. Yeah, I'm not gonna look it up. I'm no. just gonna, I'm just gonna let that yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. And if it doesn't exist, then you should make it. I've never seen that movie on a list <laughs> yeah. or anywhere else. <laughs> I'm remembering something that doesn't exist. <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> It's a Berenstain, Berenstain, Berenstain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, that's the movie. You just got to remake it. Now I got to fucking look it up, Dan. Yeah. It's going to drive me nuts. <laughs> I got to say The Boys of Natty Gang? Natty Gan? I don't even know it's one word. What, what, what's your feeling on this? Do you have a, do you have a stake in this game? Uh, it sounds like... I'm, I'm going to bet on two words. I'm going to say Natty with two Ts. Yeah. And see what comes up. And now the internet's being slow. It's being a bit of a dick. <laughs> The Journey of Natty Gan? That's it. John Cusack's in it. it. I remember John Cusack being in the trailer. Nice. Nailed this. What's it about? In the 1930s, a tomboy runs away from her guardian to join. Her single father is 2,000 miles away where he has found work. That sounds terrible. (laughs) Dad got a job. Let's go. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's John Cusack, Ray Wise, and Scatman Crothers. Huh. That's the cast. Wow. That's a trailer that was stuck in my head. So it was called The Journey of Natty Gan. Okay. With John Cusack. Huh. There you go. There you go. Another Disney movie. Learn something every day. All right. Well, fingers crossed that uh, there is a remake of The Flight of the Navigator sometime. Yeah. And then we'll go see it together. I'm in. There is stuff you can mine from that that would be interesting. Oh, totally. No, it's a fascinating, like, setup. It's such a weird thing though, because like the journey, like the it's like the second half of the movie, or like all of Act Three, is just about finding his house, right? But like the robot knows how to get everywhere in the world, but he doesn't know how to find his house, and it seems like they just fly and fly until, and then they have to call the brother, and the brother he says tells the brother like light off some fireworks so I can see the house. Yeah, and then that's the only way that they can find the house. But this robot that's guiding it knows everything and knows, like, all the coordinates of the entire world, but doesn't know how to get him back to his house. Is that what it was? Or it's just that he couldn't... He had to run away. He didn't want to go back to his home because they're going to experiment on him. No, but he he escaped from the... Where they're... From NASA. Yeah. It was NASA. And then he just wanted to find his home. And that was the whole thing. And it's like the, but he didn't know where his house was. Right. And that was part of this just like, I don't know. It just didn't seem like hard enough or, um, yeah, it just wasn't challenging enough. Or like, especially because the Pee Wee Herman literally knows everything. Except for that. Except for where like. The one thing he needs to know. He lives in Miami. Yeah. Or wherever it is. Then there'd be no movie. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, cool. <laughs> That said, though, Disney, uh, you remake that movie and you got at least two ticket sales. Yeah. Two solid ones. And we'll buy popcorn. Yeah. So the theater will make money as well. That's true. We're going to revive Disney. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're going to make sure... Doing, they're not doing very well. We're going to make sure they can pay their employees <laughs> yeah. without ticket sales. Uh, so j- wrapping up, back to trading places. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anything you take away from a movie like this? Um... I'm just glad. I'm just glad I watched it, and it just made me want more. Made me want Eddie Murphy to just make more movies. Yeah, yeah. I think he's just enjoying his his wealth now. Yeah, and and just probably decided not to worry so much. Yeah, 
Which... I bet he's very happy. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, I'm sure he is happy with, like, everything that he has. But there's also that thing where it's just, like, if if I had all the money in the world, I would still need to create, still want to create things. Yeah, in the same way. And still want to put stuff out there. And so, like, maybe he's drawing in his basement and that's, like, fulfilling his creative need. Or maybe he's not. Yeah. Like, I just wonder if he has a creative outlet or whether he's just sitting in his... Just waiting, money, not worrying, about waiting anything. for the right ruler. Yeah, yeah. Now we're gonna look that up. We're gonna, yeah. we're gonna. I'm not worried about him. I just want him to. Well, now I am. Yeah. Okay. I want to make sure he's in his basement. <laughs> yeah. Finger painting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any other takeaways? What's from this? the last movie Eddie Murphy did? Now I'm worried about Eddie Murphy. He hasn't done anything in a while. I think the hey. last time I heard him was on like that SNL reunion. Mr. Church. He made a movie called Mr. Church in 2016. Really? And he and then before that it was. Uh, I mean, he does Donkey still. Oh yeah. There's a, a Beverly Hills Cop four in the works. Sweet. And a, and a coming to America. Great. With a two in it, so that means it's a sequel. Oh, I got it. Right. Nice. So he's got a couple, and then, oh, triplets. I don't know if that's ever actually get made. Oh. Is that it, him it was the sequel. All three? It was a sequel to Twins. Oh, funny! But there's a third. Right, he's the third. <laughs> uh, that one has. It says it's in pre-production. Wow. Ivan Reitman's directing it. I feel like this is a movie I've heard about for years. I don't believe this movie is actually happening. I feel like that's a lie. He's got, and there's an untitled Grumpy Old Men project he's involved with. Oh, okay. Apparently, according to the internet. So he's still doing stuff. Yeah, he's got some stuff. He hasn't done any in a while, though. You're right. Yeah. Like, he hasn't been I don't know what that quiet. 2016 movie is. Like, I haven't heard of that. I didn't even hear of that. No. But uh, before that, it was like, the last movie that he put out was that A Thousand Words one. No, I didn't see it. Remember that one? No. It was like he uh, is a spiritual guru. No. Something about spiritual guru. He can't. He only have a thousand words left. He's a guy that just runs his mouth all the time. Uh, okay. And he has some kind of hex put on him that he's only right. given a thousand words left to say, and then he'll never be able to speak again. Uh, so he's got to choose his words carefully. Gotcha. Uh, and he has this. He's been given this tree that has a thousand leaves on it. Okay. So that represents as the more he talks, the more the leaves come down. Gotcha. Good visual. Yeah, it's an interesting movie. I remember, I think I saw it on Netflix. Right. It was in like the the early days of Netflix that came on. Huh. Yeah, but I think he's just, he's doing the donkey voice whenever they ask him to do that. Yeah. And he's just been kind of laying low and developing a lot of sequels. Right. Hey. There's four here. There's Triplets Coming to America, Beverly Hills Cop 4, and A Grumpy Old Man Project. That could be a reboot. We don't know. Who would we want to see him with as the other grumpy old man? If he's one of the grumpy old men. Oh, man. I'm going to yeah, bet money he's playing both of them. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. He'll do white face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, can, he, can, he can make that work. Yeah. No one's going to get mad at that. No, it's, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we've established Eddie Murphy's doing okay. Yeah, he's fine. We've alleviated Not worried no anymore. Okay, good. And Dan Aykroyd's uh, got an empire in, in various alcohols. Yeah. He's fine. They're all fine. They're doing well. They're doing well. All okay, right. Good. I can sleep tonight. We can sleep tonight. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for coming over, man. Thanks for having me. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all Black Hole Films is a proud member of the That Shelf Podcast Network. You can listen to other episodes of our show and other That Shelf podcasts on thatshelf.com. 
Please subscribe, leave comments, spread the word, do all the things that let others know you like the show and how they can check it out. You can find me on Twitter, at Lon Jeremy, and go to Facebook and join the group Black Hole Films. And until next time, go watch something you've never seen before. Thanks. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat.